The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Sort of a wet day today, but it's a great day to uh, stay inside and you know, enjoy yourself. Uh, we're we're going to have an enjoyable conversation now with our Murfreesboro Mayor, Shane McFarland. And he uh, came in on his boat today. That's right. <laughs> Good to have you with us. Uh, you could have come in on a sled or something. Uh, uh, it, it, it is Christmas, right? Yeah. Merry Christmas. Uh, and you ready for the snow that they're talking about? No, I haven't seen that. It's just, you know, little bitty bits. Yeah, that, that everyone will be running to to raleigh holding on the square to get sleds so oh he's got them too yeah boy i tell you he's got a lot of other things uh nutcrackers in the window big selection of them that's awesome so head up to uh say howdy to raleigh Uh, as you look over uh your christmas activities i know you've got youngsters who are always excited yeah you know um it's it's interesting because i've got two boys that are seniors this year so they'll be 19 that's hard to believe i know um i remember when i was first on planning commission they showed their pictures when they were born um in 2004 so and then my little one he's 10 and he's you know he's not ever i, I was telling a story on at city council we walked in the christmas parade this past sunday and congratulations on being oh, the, the grand marshal you and and leanne um but I asked Drew, this was last week, I said, hey, Drew, you know, the Christmas parade's on, Christmas parade's on Sunday. Do you want to you wanna walk in the Christmas parade? And he was like, of course. Why, why wouldn't we always walk in the Christmas parade? It's so, a tradition. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not known anything different. So, anyway. I remember, and it didn't seem that far back, uh, going to a Christmas parade and you and your wife were pushing a stroller. Yes. And that had the twins in it. So. Yep. It's time just it's, zipped by. I know by. it's been. We actually pulled them one year in a wagon. You're gonna make me cry sitting here thinking about them growing up and going to college next year. Our house is gonna be gonna be quiet. So it's uh, you know, I, I think that's part of the part of the, the you know the one part I think a lot of people um, on local politics. I I will at least say, you know, we're a family. Um, we've we we've we've had you know wins and we've had great times together we've had sad times together but that's you know that's one of the things that that you know is a little different um and i, I you know I'm, I'm i've never served in the state level or the federal level have no no desire to do that um but you know on the local level you you know who you serve with you know their families you grow up with their families and so that's a that's a pretty cool thing with with uh, my my fellow city council members and and not not just the council members it's you know it's your it's your team that you work with like all of our our people at city hall you know you know their kids you know their families you know you we've had uh for example over over the last several months you know we've had um people inside our team that have lost loved ones and and so you feel with them because you're you're with them most every day and that's what's great about this community absolutely let's take a phone call good morning you're on wgns with the mayor good morning good morning 
did you? There go- is a homeless camp set up at Kroger's on Tennessee Boulevard. What is the mayor going to do about this? It's a shame that it's terrible. You know, we have a. Um, wh- where is it? Are, are you still on the line? It's in a Kroger that closed on Tennessee. Okay. Is it behind? The, is it behind? Set the, out in the front. Okay. That's all you had to. You know, we have a division now that deals with, um, you know, some of the homeless camps. Uh, we have a Sergeant Wood that handles that. And the 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 tough thing, um, you know, because I was dealing with a constituent night before last who had emailed Sergeant Wood and myself that they had cleared out two camps over uh, off of Old Fort Parkway. And then, you know, they relocate to another one. So I will. I'm making a note right now, and I'll make sure and email Sergeant Wood as soon as, uh, as soon as I, I leave here. Thank you so much for letting us know. Our phone number six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. If you have a question or a comment this morning, uh, I believe she had. What did you say, ma'am? What is Sergeant Wood's phone number? Uh, I don't have his phone number, but I have, uh, if you want to email me, smcfarland at murfreesborotn.gov. S.McFarland. Well, you know, I, I, think it, I think this pot keeps getting stirred, and it's not getting done. Ma'am, you would be... You need to do something. Yeah, you would be really surprised if you look at what the city has really been working on downtown. As a matter of fact, you know... Bart, you know this from across the street from here where we had a a parking lot. We were having issues on the Civic Plaza where we really work now. I mean, so all I can tell you is we're working working really hard to try to to fix those issues. And, you know, the one thing too, ma'am, like, for example, the Kroger, that's technically private property. So the city just, we have to go through a process, and that's what Sergeant Wood is is doing. You know, for example, we have to have the the property owner to basically say file a complaint hey i want these people removed from my my property but we will absolutely um if you want to email me i bart will tell you i'll follow up and i'll i'll do whatever i can our phone number here if you have a question 615-893-1450 and uh, here's a, a question in uh they have closed this person says i love walking on the boardwalk down by Murphy Spring. It always has different wildlife to enjoy, but that's been closed. And uh, why is that? Yeah, they found some structural problems on the bridge um, that needed repair. And so they are going now fixing that those problems. We just didn't want anyone walking on that bridge where there could be an issue with you know their safety so they're um it's hard to believe that bridge is almost 30 years old now or, or, 30? yeah it's like so, your kids yeah that time so <laughs> uh, 20 plus years old yeah. um so that's that's what they're working on same thing we're working on the bridge on they finished it um uh, but the bridge over at fort rosencrantz and uh, by the manson pike dam where you know that that bridge on the the greenway has been worked on as well so Here's a listener who's asking about the VA golf course. They say it's the one that they've always enjoyed. It's affordable, and they're not a great golfer, so it's it, they don't feel like they're slowing people up that much. They hate to see it close. Is there something that can be done about that? You know, I think we all hate to see it close, but uh, we've tried. We've worked for the year for for many years 
you know, every time that there's a conversation about the golf course closing, you know, people get upset. We leave it open. You know, we don't own that property. We lease that property from um, the federal government. And even though it's a three-year lease, it's a 30-day lease. That's what we have. I mean, through written notice, the VA can let us know, hey, we need you gone in 30 days, and that lease is canceled. And so what end, what's ended up happening is the VA has shifted on how that they want to be able to use the property. And whether people... Um, believe this or not, it's it's the truth. There are very few of of veterans from the hospital who use that facility. I mean, I, and as a matter of fact, at the, at one point, I think it was told that that no one uses that facility from from the VA hospital. And so, the VA is shifting to be able to provide services that will benefit their their customers and their patients. And that golf course doesn't do that. And so, you know, on top of that, there's a significant amount of money that the city is going to have to spend to be able to get that golf course from a uh, facility standpoint. You know, the parking lot is a gravel parking lot, which has to be fixed because it's not ADA accessible. The trailer that's there has to be retrofitted to make it ADA accessible. So there are all these things that we have to do. And, you know, whether... I, I was emailing someone. I said, look, it stinks that the golf course is, is having to close down. But from a taxpayer standpoint, it makes no no, extent, no sense to spend a bunch of money on a facility that we don't own, that we lease the money, that we can have to, we'd have to leave in 30 days, and then keep perpetuating that, that cycle. And, you know, I think it is a good thing that the VA wants to do something else with the property to, to better benefit veterans, which I think we're all for. And that same person has added to their question. They've said that uh, since the city owns the land on out in Walter Hill on the river, uh, is there room there? Because there used to be a, a large carnival-type atmosphere there. Uh, could that be used for a golf course since the city owns that land? I don't think so. I mean, I... I how much I, land do you need for a golf course? You know, because that was nine I, holes. I yeah, guess. I mean, I, I, there's probably seventy-five to hundred acres that are out there. I, I don't know the number. You know, years ago, even back when Mr. Haley was city manager, they were really working on you know an, the opportunity to be able to do something with that property to be able to upgrade the golf course to be able to put um, a kayak launching station i mean really make more of a park setting and it it just never could happen with the federal government because we couldn't get that property so i mean we have um old fort golf course and we also have bloomfield links bloomfield links is a six-hole golf course and you know i i think from a, a city standpoint you have Cedar Crest that's just down the road. You've got multiple golf courses around. Of course, they're not as cheap as the the VA. The VA was eight eight bucks, nine bucks to be able to play the golf course. Um, but you know, Bart, I I think we Old Fort Golf Course is a is a great amenity for the city. But you know, Old Fort barely, if even if it barely does, doesn't. Um, come to net neutral on on revenue every year and so we're getting ready at old fort to have to spend about 1.5 million dollars to do some needed renovations out there and so you know if there were not other options in the community to be able to play golf and i'm a golfer i i, I love to play 
um, then I, you know, I think that's something the city would consider, but there, there are some other options out there. Our phone number is 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450, and you're able to choose whether you talk or whether you text a question. Uh, and it seems that texting is the most popular. That's right. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk. Uh, here's a question for you. Uh, they want to get a, sort of an update of uh, what's happening with the daylighting of Town Creek. Uh, will that have the stores along Broadway that will be impacted? Uh, are they moving or what's going to happen there? Yeah, I mean, the city has already purchased the majority of those um, those businesses that front um, that front Broad Street, so Copy Mate, <clears throat> the Subway. There was an old insurance office that was there, so the city has has worked through the process of being able to acquire those. And I think you know next year finally that project will be will be moving forward. That's something that we're really looking forward to in this downtown area to be able to to go through and and get that um, that project moving forward. Let's take another phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS with Mayor Shane McFarland. How are you today? Can you talk closer to your phone? I can barely hear you. Uh, we're doing fine, but we still are having a hard time hearing you. Talk right into the phone. I'm sorry, we just cannot hear you. Uh, talk right into your telephone. I've got a feeling you're on a cell phone and it's wandering around wherever you're talking. I'm sorry, we, we cannot hear you. Uh, I'm just sorry about that. Try Use somebody else's telephone or something. Uh, that, that one, we just couldn't make it out. 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. If you have a question or a comment, give us a call uh, and let us know what uh, questions you're having. Uh, here's a person who's saying we're having some problems with the uh, earth uh, dynamiting and construction in areas. Uh, we're afraid that it's going to mess up the foundation on our home. Uh, they say that uh, they live in the Riverview area and are having some issues there. Uh, and I think we've come to think about it. I think we'd had some calls from. Yeah, I felt that at my house the other day. I don't know where that's the blasting is occurring over there. Oh, well, yeah, I bet it's that subdivision that they're building on um, Sulphur Springs Road. Um, it's the backs up oh, to yeah. Albany okay. Albany Court um, across from Breckenridge. Somebody had mentioned that, and then there's another subdivision being built also, uh, which is at the end of maybe Tomahawk or something. It's, it's over where there's a farm. Okay, the Nelson Farm. You know what, yeah, where the Nelson a, Farm was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's a pretty good size. Yeah, I, I can find. So, so all so blasting. Yeah, all blasting is re regulated by the fire marshal and also the uh, state. So any anything, I'll I'll email the fire marshal to check that area. I felt that at my house the other day, and I. You know, I was wondering where that that is. I bet that is on Albany, that subdivision on Albany Court. The one over 
by Riverview is done. It's been I, I drive through there quite a bit, so that subdivision is finished. But that probably that's the only one I would know that is under construction over there. Good morning. You're on WGNS with the mayor. Uh, hello, my camera phone. I hope you have a good day. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I like to know why uh, every time we get. A new president, they always fix up the v- change the VA, and then uh, and then they take away from the VA. They done took the library away, they done took the swimming pool away. Obama and Trump done that. They stopped the smoking in the in uh, uh, the courtyard. Uh, they, uh, now they're taking away the, uh, golf course and a swimming hole. You know, I, I can't say as far as what the federal government does with the operations inside the VA. Um, you know, we, <clears throat> we have a couple of, of things that we work with the VA, VA on. We provide fire service to the VA through a federal contract, and then we also, um, have a federal contract or a lease on the the golf course and you know anytime you have a federal contract there's some and i know this from personal experience for example on a lot of federal contracts they stipulate the wages that you have to pay they you know there was a big controversy at one part uh, point on federal contracts on you know the vaccine mandate um on you know whether they were going to require anyone who has a, a federal lease or a subcontract to to be vaccinated so it's not just hey you got a contract you can do whatever you want to there are stipulations with those contracts but as far as um you know what they're they're doing with operations out there at the va i, I just don't have any information or or knowledge on that but i appreciate you calling in thank you thanks for listening our phone number is 615-893-1450 we're going to pause now and check on the traffic and weather we'll be back and take some more of your questions either in writing or um, or text, whichever you prefer. 615-893-1450. We'll be right back. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us this morning. Broadcasting to every nook and cranny of Rutherford County's 618 square miles. FM 100.5, 101.9, and AM 1450. Does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out? Then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keo Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. With all the financial headlines, are you wondering if your retirement savings will last? The market's ups and downs can keep you guessing, especially if you're approaching retirement or considering it. Hi, I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Lee Colvin. If you have more questions than answers about what's next, let's work together to help ensure you're prepared for your journey. Stop by our office in the Public Shopping Center on South Rutherford Boulevard or give us a call at 615-907-7056. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. 
We'll see periods of showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with cloudy skies, a high in the upper 50s. Winds out of the south at 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 52. Good morning. TDOT's pushing a car out of the way over here involved in a crash on 40 westbound at 440. Still some heavy traffic out here coming in from Wilson County down I-40 through the Mount Julian area headed into Hermitage. Donaldson 24 is heavy, but it's moving westbound. All that traffic making its in, uh, way in from Rutherford County. Uh, 24 out around the Jolton exit. Actually still looks pretty good with that traffic volume and that traffic flow. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Check them out today online at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Broadcasting for the tallest tower in the city with that little red light on top. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS. Weekdays live at noon as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential. Welcome back. This is your chance to talk one-on-one with the mayor. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is with us this morning. And if you have a question dealing with the city of Murfreesboro, anything within the city limits of Murfreesboro, give us a call, 615-893-1450. Here's a person who's asking about uh, two developments that are being made that they haven't heard much about lately. One is the Notes Live. How is that coming along? And the other one is uh, Legacy Sports. What about those? Sorry, Bart. Uh, Notes Live definitely can tell you. We voted on Thursday night. We got the uh, purchase agreement, you know, finalized. So they're moving forward with that. Once they, um, the Bob Mudd is the, the gentleman from uh, Notes Live who, who presented to us and that is that is moving along rapidly. I would think that is going to be, um, you know, coming along quickly. He told us that once they sign all the agreements and and they technically close on the property, they have, you know, per their agreement, they've got 18 months that they have to have everything up and running. So that one is is moving along nicely. Um, the legacy development, I'm not sure. Um, we've been following what sort of is happening out in Arizona um, with with their Mesa, Arizona development. And there's been a lot of controversy and uh, questions with that development. So Mr. Tindall and I have, have virtually listened in on several different investor calls. And so, you know, I'm not sure where that um, legacy development is. I, I'll tell you, Bart, personally, I'm very skeptical on whether that would even occur or not. So um, I, I'm I'm just not sure. You know that that announcement was made like a lot of announcements where the the private company will come in. They want to have a big announcement, and you know of course the city is is supportive with a large type of facility like that. But once that gets out of you know that announcement, that goes through lots of different channels for them to be able to do that. And um, I would. I guess the best thing for me to say is I'm very skeptical on whether that would be be coming or not. So, and that was quite a bit of land right there at 840 and broad, that whole area. Is that going to uh, 
what what will that do for people who had maybe thought about using that in the past but well yeah i mean you know so the horde family has owned that property for as long as i can remember so you know if that doesn't come to fruition it'll be um really up to the horde horde family to determine you know what they want to do with the property and then the city of course would work with whoever is looking for the use to make sure that that fits um you know what the land use that we have planned if they want to you know if they want to come into the city so the property was annexed into the city um you know now because of that development so we'll we'll have to go from there good morning you're on wgns with our mayor shane mcfarland good morning i was wondering about the traffic signals are they working on getting them synchronized thank you thank you yes ma'am broad street um it actually is synchronized now and working all the way going to nashville with from thompson lane going uh towards nashville with the the new 24 smart corridor and then a lot of our uh, of our traffic signals are already uh automated and signal or in uh, inside the city i think we're up to 158 it may be more than that now um signalized intersections inside the city and you know ron balachandra with the traffic and engineering department they manage all of that out of city hall with their um control center there so yes ma'am if there's if there's ever one of those that is not functioning correctly please don't hesitate to uh, to let me know our phone number is 615-893-1450 you can talk or text on that one whichever you prefer and here's a question from a listener texted in uh, about the clary park uh, development across from the avenues there on medical center parkway they said uh, they knew that there was a development there, but they didn't realize when they took all the trees away how y- you just would see everything. Uh, and it's, it's taken away that country feeling. Are we going to be losing that country feeling in the area? I think we've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. I, mean, I don't think there's much of a. I appreciate what the caller has sent, but, you know, 25 years ago when medical center parkway or 20 plus years ago when medical center parkway was built i think that country feeling out in that area um went away you know just i remember driving down manson pike um so that that is um that's a tough you know a tough i think the country feeling to the it'd be to the north the dividing line has always and will will always be williamson or wilkinson pike where the battlefield is there but you know everything south of that, I think, is is pretty consistent on on where it is right now. Here's a, a question, also uh, another text: Who can neighbors contact about suspicious activity? Even when uh, contacting non-emergency numbers, dispatch prefers you to focus on emergency calls. There's been suspicious activity, including vehicles parked on the streets in neighborhoods near Sportscom, and police have uh, been responsive, but they they just can't always seem to get uh, as much help as they would like to get. What can they do? Um, I, I think 
I hate to keep saying my email, smcfarland at murfreesboro10.gov. Any of your council members, you can let us know when there's suspicious activity, but we can always forward that to our police chief. Um, I, I like, you know, instead of calling on those those issues like that, you know, we I get all, all, all the time get suggestions on roads that are people are speeding. I like getting that in an email format because that allows me to follow up with it. And I know it, our council members always respond. That allows them to follow up with it. So I think just, just emailing us let, um, helps tremendously. We will. i tell you what let's do. We will put your email on, uh, on the website with the podcast site. Uh, so if you need to email the mayor, uh, we'll put you a link there that you could uh, just paste it onto your email and use it. 615-893-1450 and all of the programs that we have on with the mayor are in podcast format and we sort of give a review of what the questions uh, are uh, on that particular podcast so uh, check it out it's it's obviously not there yet because the show's still going on uh, let's take another phone call here good morning you're on WGNS with Mayor Shane McFarland how are you today I'm doing all right. How about you, Bart? Doing great. Um, my question was about the, uh, the homeless camps in the woods, uh, like off of uh, Old Fort Parkway beside the Church of Christ, across from the old volunteer fire department uh, right there on 96. There's several of those going on in, uh, in our county, and I was wondering if uh, the police or anybody's actually doing anything about it. Yeah, we've the city council about a year ago authorized a specific division that just deals with those types of situations. The thing that is always, and, and I hate to use this term, but this, this is what has has been used in the past. That Bart, it's like the game whack a mole. You know, whenever you you move one of those camps, they just relocate to another area, um, and you. Know, I commend all of the groups inside of our community that that work with the transition or transitional homeless issues that we have right now. But a lot of these camps are, you know, homeless camps that people just want they want they want you to leave them alone. And so what happens is we have the ability to deal with those camps on public property. You know, the the state legislature passed a law several years ago that basically said. Um, you can't camp on public property. That the issue is on private property. We have to be able to, to be notified from the the, pri- the property owner when when someone locates on their property. And so, what ends up happening is just like what you have called in. You'll let us know that someone has set a camp up. We in turn go through the private. We have to locate who the property owner is then we literally will start sort of an eviction process with the property owner to tell them to get off the property. And, you know, that's what Sergeant Wood was emailing us, or emailing me and another constituent, is that we broke up two homeless camps off of Old Fort Parkway, and the homeless camps relocated to another area on Old Fort Parkway. So now we have to go through the whole process again. So that's something that, as you see those things, please let us know, and we are absolutely addressing them. Thank you for your call, by the way. And here is a a follow-up text to that same subject. The person is asking about, it seems like the solutions that are being made actually hurt the citizens of the community, the permanent residents of the community. 
Uh, for example, when there have been homeless problems at the library, there's talk now of uh, moving the library, changing it from downtown to other locations. The hours downtown sometimes have been reduced dramatically. When there have been problems at the city parking lots downtown, they close the parking lots, and it's the citizens who are being hurt. Totally agree. And, and you know, I'm disappointed. I mean, just to be quite honest, I think the library in our community is an asset. But, you know, I know I talked to Councilman Wright, who's on the library board, and he brought up um, that he felt like the library needed to put some 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 restrictions or put some kind of, you, you know, um, policies in place to be able to deal with the homeless situation that's in the library. I mean, the council is consist consistently getting told that people don't feel safe going into, you know, the library. And we've had to put fencing around the, the Civic Plaza. We've had to close the parking lot across the street. We've had to do all these things that in turn hurt the citizen. And so I'm disappointed in in, in the library that, and look, Bart, I'm not trying to, you know, trying to cast stones, but, you know, the city council, we really don't have anything to do with the policies and procedures that are put in place at the library. But, you know, I think the library board and specifically the the staff at the library could make some some decisions that would lessen that you know because what here's what happens bart whenever you allow free internet access for example all day long well like a day like today and and this sound i'm not trying to be cold-hearted but this is just the truth that today i would guarantee if you go up to the library it's pretty much on the second floor will be a day homeless shelter and you know not to not to mention that the safety of the kids who come in there you don't know who is in there and so i think that the the facility could put some protocol in place to say look you can't stay in the library eight hours all day all day long you can't camp out in the library so far they've been unwilling to do that and i think that's where um just on on my standpoint i think you know councilman wright and um a, a couple other the library board members from it's my understanding that councilman wright actually brought up the homeless situation this past uh monday night at the library board and that some of the staff members were adamant that you know that population needs to be served just like everyone else and i don't disagree with that but i do think that it's gotten taken advantage of and that ultimately the citizens are the ones who are punished for not being able to um, to use the facility. Somebody has just posted one thought here. They say no loitering in the library. I, look, I think there are easy ways to be able to fix it. Unfortunately, I think the director there and, and some of the people on the library board have not, um, or the person who's running the, the line by library, I think they've not made those choices. I mean, I think, for example public bathrooms in the library they should be for patrons they should not be for coming in to brush your teeth and and you know almost like shower off in the bathrooms i mean that's not what those bathrooms are for we've had to make those decisions with the public bathrooms in in city hall that we've had to be able to monitor those that they're for the customers that are coming in to city hall they're not for people just to come in and use that as their personal bathroom and so 
I think those decisions could be made, but um, you know, I think that's a discussion that the council is really going to have to have as we move forward. It's gotten to the point that it's gotten completely out of hand, um, and I think that's you know really. I mean, talking about having to relocate the library away from downtown because of this issue. Um, and to me, Bart, I just think it's common sense to try to figure out some kind of, of compromise. Here's another comment on that same question. They're asking, isn't somebody doing it right? Can't we follow someone's success story? Uh, yes, I would think so. Um, you, you know, again, the city council has very, um, very limited roles in that. Um, you know, and, and, and Bart, I, I'm not criticizing um, you know, I think Rita Shacklett does a great job. Rita's not running the day-to-day operations at, at Limeball and Smyrna. I think those are, are done through the directors. But I, I can tell you, if you go back and follow follow our email chains, I've sent several emails saying this, you know, this has to be stopped. And we, you know, we've not been able to come to where we can get anything done. So I think ultimately what um, in my and the council's responsibility is who we appoint to the library board. And um, I think Councilman Wright went on to the library board, board with, you know, the clear, um, he, he wants to work on that as well. And so I think the conversations with myself and Mayor Carr, uh, Mayor Carr also appoints, he appoints five people, I appoint, um, the council appoints four people. And so I think that, clearly what we're doing right now is not working um and as the library wants to expand their operations throughout the the county in the city i think those are discussions that the council is going to have to to have before we say that we're going to invest any more money into that model that we're going to have to get it under control and look you know bart whenever you have these issues you know, I've been called every name in the book when it regards, you know, when it comes to homelessness because, you know, that we're cold-hearted, that I don't care about the homeless, and that's not the case. But the fact is that there is a broader population that we have to make sure that we protect, and, you know, one is children, but two, think about all the people, including you, who have a lot of their their personal their families' assets are invested in the downtown area, and they deserve to be able to have free and safe use of the downtown area. And you know that's that's what we're we, we've got to be able to take that into account. I mean, I don't like getting an email from the CEO of NHC basically saying that their employees don't feel safe walking to their cars. I mean, I think when someone notifies that us of those issues, we have the ethical obligation to make sure that we protect the people who are downtown. And I think that has to happen at the library as well. Here's a question uh, still dealing with uh, issues in the downtown area. Uh, and this person is asking about, and I guess really it's, it's more than downtown because it's uh, including the landfill, but it's garbage uh, in the area uh, and landfill issues and things of that sort. Are we seeing a light at the end of the tunnel or is it still distant <laughs> no no two weeks ago uh, the city council voted on a design agreement with um um with waste away 
uh, where it was a big, big, a big, big movement for the city where we are moving forward with a design contract for our south transfer station to be able to start the process of life after middle point. And I think that's, that was a big announcement. That was something that the council has worked on for many, many years. And, you know, I think that we've, we've been able to, to push that through couple that with, you know, the County has made a decision on the design for a transfer station. I feel confident with mayor Carr and commissioner Cush, who's the chairman of the public works committee that we're all working together to be able to solve it. Um, in, in what's the least cost-effective way, or excuse me, the most cost-effective way for Rutherford County. And it, it's it's refreshing that that cooperation is, is there. And so I think we're all working together to be able to, to, to solve it for all of Rutherford County. Based on some things that he had discovered, County Mayor Carr uh, on his last broadcast indicated that he was told that the landfill had about two to two and a half years of useful life left yeah they, uh, but we've never heard anything from republic when they used to say five six eight it would vary yeah i you know that dnj did an article the other day factor myth with uh republic and you know it just depends who you talk to i mean i had a constituent you can check my my mayor mcfarland facebook page on a pictures yesterday of of um west Je- west jefferson pike on how bad that road is right now and you know that was a myth that the road is ever you know that they keep the road clean out there so you know it um a lot of the things that are coming across it look we want to be we want to work with um republic to be able to find what's cost effective for uh, you know for our community but you know bart there's a level of i i I guess i could say my my bs meter and you know sometimes you you have to be able to wade through all of the the propaganda on being a good community neighbor and say it's like missouri the show me state you know show me what you're doing don't tell me what you're doing Our guest this morning is Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland. We will continue in just a moment. Have you been getting most of your money advice from your brother-in-law? Maybe you need Dave Ramsey. The Dave Ramsey Show, 1 to 4 on WGNS, Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hi, this is Peter Demas. Join our family at Demas' Restaurant. So many people buy so many different things. You know, I go out to eat and I like eating steak my wife will end up getting our salmon. Our salmon is cut fresh, so she loves our salmon. It's one of those places that you can go, you can get pastas or chicken, you know, the kids love it. Get what you want at Demas's Restaurant and not be limited just to one or two items. Join our family at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. This is Amanda at Animal City. I'd like to invite your family to come do business with my family. We are Murfreesboro's locally owned pet store. And come see us at Animal City. Let our 30 plus years of experience help you and your pets live a happier, better life. Here at Animal City, we stock flea and tick prevention for your pet year round. Whether you're feeding a Great Dane, a bearded dragon, or a hedgehog, we have what you need here at Animal City. You can find your local pet store, Animal City, here in Murfreesboro on Broad Street. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. 
Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. I am very pleased with Adam's Place. All the people are very kind. I've got everything I need. And the caregivers come in and say, what can I do for you? Or do you need anything? We're talking with Betty Atterbury. Adams Place, one of the best places in Rutherford County. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. This is Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, WGNS, Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest this morning. We have just a few minutes left, and uh, it's about time to uh, pay up with the city. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> city city taxes. Uh, I know our people in our finance department are working hard. I was there yesterday, and a lot of people are coming in to pay their taxes. So that is, I think they're, I, I want to say that they're, they're due 31st. They're due the 28th, but most of February, but most they're late by the 28th. I think that is what it is. But um, most people will um, pay those by the end of the year. Um, something else, Bart, I, it just reminded me, you know, MTSU basketball, uh, the men play tomorrow night. The women have, have got a big game. I think it is tonight. I'll have to have to look. Um, but the men, the 50th anniversary of the Murphy Center is tomorrow night. Um, we're playing UT Chattanooga. Uh, I think that's a six o'clock tip-off. So that's something uh, I know I'll be at tomorrow night with my with my boy. So uh, you know, it's it's that time of the year for a lot of people where you know we get to to share with loved ones, remember loved ones, and and enjoy the Christmas time together. And very definitely, Murphy Center has been a big part. Yeah, of the community. Sunday, actually, I got uh, went to Embassy Suites. And got to uh, spend time with the 1972-73 MTSU men's basketball team. Uh, they came in, 12 members of the basketball team. Jock Rucker was one of them um, that, that played. They opened up the Murphy Center against Vanderbilt. So it was uh, it was pretty cool to uh, – I got to present a proclamation to them and 12 keys to the city. So it was a it was a really cool, cool night. And I understand that uh, the program right after this one uh, with Chip Walters, he is doing the show at nine from Murphy. Cool. All right. Chipper. A lot of uh, exciting things happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And before we leave, uh, we we have a question uh, dealing with the New Year's Day 5K. Uh, they're asking. They they they've loved it every year, but they want to be sure that you're going to be in it this year. I will be there this <laughs> okay. year, the l- Lord willing. Uh, I think I've run in it every. I think you have every every year. every year. My time progressively gets slower and slower and slower. <laughs> but the first year I I finished. I think no. I th- actually I think I won the forty to fifty age group, but no longer Bart. So I'm 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 there just uh, just hanging out. And do people need to sign up in advance for that? Yeah, it should be it should be advertised on the Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation page. I mean, you don't have to sign up in advance, but it's always better to be able to do that. Okay, and it's over at uh, Barfield Crescent. Barfield Barfield Crescent Park. We you know we've gone through over the last five or six years of having that 
you know, we've gone through 70 degree weather. We've gone through like five degree weather. Last year, the wind was crazy. So it, it's a really fun, uh, fun event, a good way to cook, kick off the new year. Oh, absolutely. Very fun. And right after that, a uh, week or so after that is the polar bear plunge. That's right. Have you ever done that? I have. I used to do it every year with Doug Young. Um, I haven't done it the last four or five years, but it seems like some, for some reason, you know, it's on a Saturday morning, so it seems like for some reason I'm I'm always at the basketball court this time of year with, with you know, my boys. But um, if I can make it, I'll do it again. It's a lot of fun. Oh, it is. I'm, I've watched it. Yeah, and then you know, <laughs> remember <laughs> later on in the year, there's the puppy plunge, or yes. the, the, so that's a that's a fun one too. Oh, absolutely. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland, our guest this morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Happy, Happy New, New, New year. year. Shane McFarland with us, uh, answering your questions. Hope you have a super rest of the day. If there's anything on the broadcast, uh, check it out. Give us a few minutes. It'll be on the website in podcast format and stay with us because the chipper is over at murphy center today and that's just a couple of minutes from now